Well, hey there, and thanks for joining us for The Weekly Grind, a podcast where we work out the topics that shape and influence the culture, community, and church of today from a biblical perspective. My name is Ben, and I am joined today with uh, Michael Askew. He is a missionary for the Church of the Nazarene. And today on the podcast, Michael shares with us he and Jamie's journey and call to missions here in the Church of the Nazarene. It's a great reminder of the global impact that we have here in Napoleon, even in Northwest Ohio, and how the kingdom is advancing around the world. This is The Weekly Grind. All right, well, today I am joined with a new friend of mine. Uh, you go my Mike or Michael? Either one. Mike's, okay. Mike's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mike Askew, That's right? it, yes. And and Jamie and your family, and um, you're, uh, you guys are missionaries, but you're, um, you're here in the States right now. That's right. Yeah, deputation. And yes. Yeah, so it's it's an honor to to have you on the podcast. Thanks today. for having me. Yeah, and um, Mike, I just want to jump right in. Um, God's doing so much through you guys and in, in the work down in in Haiti and the DR and just all over the world, really. Yeah. And yeah. and the podcast really today is just hey, you know, for me, for those listening, like. <laughs> The kingdom of God is so much bigger and beyond ourselves. Absolutely, yeah. And and it's a really good um, refresh when we when we have opportunities to host families like yours sure. here, where we can hear about what God's doing. Sure. Around the globe, and and so um, yeah. So thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Um, so I guess to start off, if you could just share a little bit about yourself and and your wife and sure. how you guys met and you have kids. Sure. And, yeah. 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 So. Um, it's an honor to be here. Thanks for the invite. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, to my knowledge, I think this is the first podcast I've done. So All right. I'm breaking new ground. Hey, well, <laughs> there you go. So, yeah. Uh, so my wife was saved in her early age. Uh, she was uh, six, seven years old um, and had a, an early missions call. Uh, she describes it as just a, a real burden on her heart uh, to, to go, to do. Uh, yeah. to be a missionary. But, uh, of course, as a, at an early age, she was unable to do so. Um, but she had a really, really real, vivid relationship, uh, uh, an intimate relationship with God. And so God just used that kind of to develop her That's and prepare great. her for the mission field. Um, I was saved at 13 at a, at a youth camp. Cool. And so I, I remember going forward, kneeling, confessing, uh, and God changing my life. And, and while I was still kneeling, yeah. uh, I heard God speak. Um, no one else around me heard it, but uh, I heard God clearly call me to be a missionary at that moment. Wow. And so it was, uh, it was a very clear call. And I always tell people, um, I'm kind of a knucklehead, and it's hard to get through sometimes. <laughs> so God makes things really clear for me, yeah. which I'm very thankful Good. for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, He made it really clear that and, and many other things uh, that we might talk about. But yeah, made it really clear that that was what He wanted me to do. So are you scared to death, or was this just like a humility kind of that came over you? Um, I think I think it was just I was I was caught in the middle uh, yeah. of of getting saved, of yeah. having a call. You know, yeah. um, as a missionary, uh, that's 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 a lifelong thing. Yeah. Um, and then I mean, just learning from that point forward, just learning that uh, 
that you know we were talking about it before we started, but just everybody's called. Yeah, uh, oh, every definitely. single person has a call yeah. on their life to minister. Yeah, uh, mine was just going to look a little bit different. I was going to be called overseas, yeah. and so kind of coming to terms with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's cool. So you are. You are um, part of the Church of the Nazarene. That's right. NAPNAZ, we are Napoleon Church of the Nazarene, so we are a part of the same family. Of Absolutely. course, we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. Right. And um, and so just, I mean, why why the Church of the Nazarene? Did you were you were Did you guys uh, grow up in the Church of the Nazarene, or was yeah. this something yeah. that... So Jamie grew up in the Church of the Nazarene. Uh, okay. I grew up in the Church of God Holiness and okay. uh, was in a Church of God Holiness most of my life. Yeah. And um, we went to Church of God Holiness College in, in Kansas City. Yeah. And we, uh, for about a year, I was a, a private school principal in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I uh, enjoyed that job immensely. God transitioned us. And we came to a point where we were praying, okay, where do we go from here? We were leaving Tulsa. We wanted to know what direction to go, what church to go with. And so we just simply prayerfully considered, God, what direction would you have us to go? What denomination would you have us to be a part of? Of course, Jamie had connections uh, with Church of the Nazarene, and uh, we identified it as an excellent sending agency for missions. Um, And with that in mind, we prayed, God, is this the direction you want us to go? And God led us to the Church of the Nazarene. Uh, We moved to Macon, Missouri, uh, and I started out as a children's pastor there, and we worked through the process of becoming ordained. Yeah. And so, yeah, that that's kind of, it, it was prayer, it was consideration. Yeah, uh, sure. I think a big part of why God led us here was that the Church of the Nazarene is such a strong missions uh, sending agency. That's that's part of the DNA of the church is, is. missions and yeah. has been from the beginning. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I think that's probably a big part of why God led us here. Yeah, and I mean, you get into the core values of the Church of the Nazarene. You know, we're a, we're a, a Christian people, a holiness people, and a missional people. Absolutely. And, uh, I just, I think that that so I, I grew up in the Methodist Church, okay. and so I've been part of the Church of the Nazarene um, for the last ten years or so, and um, just over the last ten years, just just um, I, I think that that our 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 missions arm of our our church is exceptional. Amen. And um, I'm just I'm so proud of of our our church in a in a in a humble way. If, right. If the call is to go to make disciples of all nations, um, you know, I really believe that the Church of the Nazarene is one of the best. Yeah, I agree. Doing that. I agree. And we've been in um, connection with Global Missions in Kansas City, uh, and we have been just blown away by uh, by the their humbleness, their desire to serve God. Yeah. Uh, we've been to headquarters cool. and we toured, talked with numerous different agencies within yeah. Kansas City headquarters, um, and and they just all want to serve God. Yeah. It's not about moving up the corporate ladder. It's not about glorification yeah. of self. Uh, every single person we come in contact with at headquarters is interested in what they can do to advance the kingdom, yeah. especially in missions. Uh, their, their missions... Uh, the organization, the people—it's yeah. uh, it, again, in my opinion, it's it's at the top of the list, bar yeah. none. Yeah. So they do a great job. And I love what you said about the, just being the DNA of who we are, because it really, it really is. I mean, I know once uh, uh, the first Sunday of the month 
here at NAPNAS, we do kids for missions, mm-hmm. as do many mm-hmm. other, you know, churches. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's really cool because we have an opportunity to share with, with our children what God's doing around the world and just teach culture and teach, right. um, you know, how he's, how he's leading them. That's good. Um, so I just wanted to just take a break quick and just talk about the, uh, you know, the, the structure of the Church of the Nazarene, how it's laid out, and then where kind of what piece are you guys, sure. where, where you fit into all of this. Um, on the front end, I mean, we part, you know, a, par- a portion of every dollar is that, that we bring in here in Napoleon um, goes towards um, people like you and your in in your ministry and to, to to fulfill and to live out your calling. Yeah, yeah. and so we have a part in this, and That's so right. and and so do you. And That's so, right. you know, share with us a little bit how that how that all works together. We hear you know, uh, WEF and some of these some of these things. <laughs> Lots um, of terms. Yeah, a lot the of Church acronyms, of Nazarene loves of, our acronyms. Yes, and we so, do. <laughs> and so, if you can kind of break it down for us, because sure, you, um, yeah, I'd love, yeah, I'll do my best. Do yeah, yeah. So, um, so we are what is considered a global missionary with the Church of the Nazarene, um, which means that as your church and, and many around the globe yeah. give, um, some of them give through what's called faith promise, uh, which for many Nazarene churches is an offering. Uh, they will do a big push, a big emphasis, and individuals will step out in faith mm-hmm. and promise to God to give above and beyond tithes and offerings. Uh, and that money goes to, you mentioned WEF, the World Evangelism Fund. Yeah. Um, and uh, one of the reasons that I'm so thankful for our denomination is that they do put such a, an important emphasis on missions. WEF is the financial aspect of that giving, mm-hmm. uh, the World Evangelism Fund. Now, I understand this church does uh, really neat. Ten cents of every dollar goes out, uh, and a lot of that seven cents is to missions. Well, and, is and, that right? Am I correct? Yeah, no, okay. that's right. I mean, here's the thing is, is that we believe we're called to, to tithe and to give, and I think, too, as our church now, as um, we believe that we are to tithe and to give Absolutely. into the bigger um, cause of what God's doing as well. So, right. you know, we have we have people who faithfully um, are, are gracious and generous here in this church, and we believe that we need to be generous and gracious as well. Amen. That's awesome. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so that's that's exactly so. Whether it's World Evangelism Fund, whether it's Faith Promise, or whether it's the giving like your church does. All of that goes then into missions, and that supports missionaries uh, like my wife and I uh, and many, uh, over 700 around the world missionaries and uh, many different ministries. One of, the, one of my favorite stories is in Haiti uh, where a church went out, planted a new church, uh, eight people got saved. Uh, they called on the seminary that was being supported by the World Evangelism Fund, a uh, portion uh, of the, the World Evangelism Fund. One of the pastors came, started preaching at this church. Uh, the church grew. Uh, they went to Alabaster, which is another offering of the church, yeah. uh, where we give our change usually, yep. um, but we give our change to buy purchase property primarily. Yeah. Um, and so they used Alabaster then to buy property. Um, they had work and witness come in to build the church, yeah. um, and it's Everything working together. It's it's yeah. it's the no- denomination really emphasizing that importance 
uh, of of ministering to the world. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so we're global missionaries. means that our base salary comes from World Evangelism Fund, and we are supported. We're able to be on the field uh, yeah. because churches like Napoleon are willing to give, and, and of course, many around the globe yeah. are willing to give to missions. I love it, and we take up an alabaster offering twice a year. Awesome. Good, and, and good. Yeah, it just goes directly towards the purchase of land, buildings, um, whether it's, you know, churches or what else. I mean, there's a lot of things that, That's right. that those buildings, That's that right. money can be used and 100%, for 100%, 100%, they don't take anything out of that. Yeah. Every penny you give yeah. goes to buying land and buildings. Um, so it's exciting. So you, measure, uh, you mentioned Haiti. Um, that's, uh, you know, I know you guys are in kind of a season of transition right now. We are, yeah. But the bulk of your kind of experience or most recent experience right. has been in Haiti. That's right, yeah. So, so what did that look like? What was, yeah. what was that yeah. about? Yeah, so um, we, uh, the Church of the Nazarene is, is making great strides in uh, equipping those who are called. Uh, they are moving forward in some really exciting ways in Kansas City, uh, bringing on new staff, making sure that they, number one, identify those people, but number two, they equip them uh, for that call. So we had just come through a week of training, and we were uh, on our way back when we received a call, and they said one of the options was Haiti, and that was kind of at the top of the list. They mm-hmm. they needed some work and witness coordinators in Haiti. So uh, we knew a little bit about Haiti. We, we after that, learned a lot more, and... Uh, uh, Haiti is an amazing nation. Uh, the Haitian Christians uh, are some of the most uh, genuine, faith-filled Christians we have ever met. Um, but the, the nation of Haiti has struggled uh, for many years. Uh, kind of a roller coaster. They have some good times, some bad times. Uh, currently, they are going through a lot of upheaval, mm-hmm. uh, both within the the political system, but the nation as a whole. Yeah. Uh, the nation itself has, for many years, been very poor, uh, poverty stricken, um, and so we prayed a lot, and God made it very clear that this is where He wanted us to be yeah. uh, for a season. And so, yeah, we once we identified that this is the place. We started that process of kind of selling everything. Yeah. Um, right before that, uh, we had the opportunity of buying the family farm. Uh, this was before we knew that we were going to be going back overseas as missionaries. Uh, I was the lead pastor at Kirksville. That's where I was born. Um, I was at the Church of the Nazarene in Kirksville. We had the opportunity to buy the family farm. My parents were moving, mm-hmm. uh, but we... We actually came to the point where all we needed to do was sign our names. Loan was approved. Everything mm-hmm. was ready. Um, but God led us and said, no, there's something else I want you to do. And we didn't know that that would be missions yeah. uh, again. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, God led us to Haiti, and um, we landed, and things were okay for a couple of days. Then it kind of devolved into a lot of protests and uh, yeah, a lot of challenges that arose. So, so when did you go? When did you move to Haiti? Uh, August of 2019. So last year. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And we were there for a couple of months, and majority of that time was uh, uh, a lot of protests, a lot of tires burning in the streets, yeah. and we were locked down on the seminary campus for a lot of that time. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, in the midst of all of that, I I know I shared this in the service this morning, but. Uh, 
out of all of those challenges, we talked about the earthquake, 2010, Hurricane Matthew, everything that they're going through, the Haitian church is still moving forward. 75 new churches within the last couple of years That's organized. That's great. I mean, that that is just a huge number. Yeah. And so uh, the Jesus film is a big part of that. Uh, there's some dedicated Nazarene Christians uh, who uh, usually at least 12 times a month around the nation are still, even in the midst of all these challenges, they are still showing the Jesus film and people are getting saved. So share with us a little bit about the Jesus film. What yeah. is it, um, and how do you? Yeah, how yeah. does it work in your ministry? So the Jesus film is something that the Church of the Nazarene and other uh, denominations are using. Uh, it's in many, many different languages. I'm not even sure. Probably over a hundred. I think I heard. Yeah. Uh, 120 or something different languages, and basically it shows uh, the story of Jesus in their language. Uh, I think I saw recently their doing it in sign language now. Really? Um, So they keep expanding it. So yeah, yeah, in in Haiti, it has been a a huge tool for many years uh, for evangelism. And one of our good friends, uh, Ernst, uh, he is kind of in charge of the Jesus film in Haiti. He actually came over to the DR for Christmas and spent it with us and uh, one of our lifelong friends. But but he has a group of individuals around the, the country that um, they are, it is their task to their ministry to show the film, okay. to follow up, to yeah. connect those new converts with local churches, yeah. uh, and uh, yeah, it's a great tool that that especially in Haiti uh, has been used for many years very effectively. Yeah, that's phenomenal, and and just you know your next step, your next phase as a family is is moving across the line right yes <laughs> over to the dr <laughs> yes yes that transition happened very quickly <laughs> uh w- we've been talking about the denomination uh they the whole process throughout all of those those months of of upheaval they were very in tune with security yeah. uh they were calling us they were calling district superintendent they were with the field strategy coordinator they were kind of figuring out okay what's going on how's right. it and they were checking in with our family. So after two Good. months, um, they said, it's time. We're going to pull you guys out for a season. And uh, we were unable to bring teams in. Obviously, as a work work and witness coordinator, yeah. that's our primary job is bring people in. Um, and so while we were there, we, we started a Friday night Bible study with some youth. Um, and, of course, we had work and witness staff. We have made some really, really good friendships with uh, Haitian Christians, and uh, I can't say enough about how mm-hmm. how powerful their faith is. Um, and so, anyways, we, we had to say goodbye. Uh, we had about five days to get our belongings together. We took 12 suitcases, basically, in, and then we cut that in half because we... We're on a smaller plane, and we took about six with yeah, us over to the yeah. DR, Dominican Republic. Right. And uh, not to mention just the, just the. I mean, you're talking a little bit about the logistics that go into it. I mean, did you start learning Creole? <laughs> we worked on it. <laughs> we were taking classes. We were, yeah, we were working on it. You know, so then yeah. you have to take a, make a little shift, a pivot. Absolutely. Yeah, and the, and the two countries... Um, share an island, of course, yeah. but are are different in almost every aspect, yeah. uh, different culturally, different historically, different language, um, 
Yeah, it's 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 amazing that so you might as well go to Argentina or something. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. Everything was different, yeah. pretty much. So, yeah. so yeah, we had to shift, and now we're working on Spanish yeah. and uh, trying, with God's help, to to learn Spanish. Yeah. So pray for us. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so, um, so when do you head? When do you head down? Uh, March. We're planning March. on going okay. back in March. We're working on visas. Okay. Since we changed countries, we had to change our visas we were working on. Yeah. And so I had to get a lot of paperwork done in order to get our visas to to minister in the DR. Uh, okay. Background checks. Yeah. Um, all of our paperwork had to be apostilled, which I had no idea what that was, but it's basically a, a, another process of verification. Okay. And so we are currently in the process of getting our visas um, for ministry in the DR. So how are your kids doing? Good question. <laughs> we have tried from, from even before the time we left, we tried to yeah. keep open avenues of communication. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Yeah. Uh, because in many ways they're going through loss. Um, they are giving away, they're selling, uh, going to Haiti. They're, yeah. they're giving away pets. They're leaving family. They're leaving friends. And so we had a lot of conversations. And w- with God's help, we tried to make it a family event. It wasn't that mom and dad are called. Yeah. Um, it's, it's our family. We were going to minister together. And so they struggled with that loss. Um, and then in, in Haiti, uh, with us being locked down, it, w- it was difficult. We talked to a lot of young people, Haitian young people. Mm-hmm. They were struggling too. No school. Uh, school was closed. And so while we were in Haiti, though, we acquired a couple dogs, which w- were great for our family. It gave us some stability. Um, but then we learned we were going to have to find new homes for them. Yeah. Um, so that whole process, I think, took its toll on them. Um, but they, we have, my wife and I, Jamie and I, <clears throat> we have been amazed at how well they have done. We've been blessed with amazing kids. Yeah, they roll with wow. the punches. They're flexible. Uh, that doesn't mean it's easy. And, and just yesterday right. or the day before we had another conversation because now in a month we're getting ready to leave again. They've been back. They've been with family. They've been with friends. Yeah. And yet now we're getting ready to go through more transition. So yeah. overall, they're doing well. God's helping to, them to be very flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, but every time they're having to give up something, uh, it's more conversation. It's more prayer. Yeah. Uh, it's it, It's got to be a willingness for, for all of us. We don't yeah. want to drag them overseas. Yeah. Um, and, and that's not going to work. So um, we're praying through that again. Okay, what's yeah. it look like for us to move in obedience to God's call to the DR? Yeah, yeah, and we definitely need to be yeah in prayer for thank in you prayer for them as well because that's uh, that's just something that you know, I can't imagine you know at, at their age doing right. that. But um, right. you know it's just so cool, and and I know the way that God's going to use them as well. Yeah. And and like you said, it's a family ministry. Absolutely. It's not just you and Jamie. Yeah. And uh has to be. You know, the yeah. more conversations you can have and, and and to include them and to bring them in on it produces ownership. Yeah, absolutely. And when we were um so originally about ten years or so ago, we were church planters. Uh we were volunteer missionaries uh with the Church of the Nazarene and we planted a, a church in Pompeii. Uh, which is in the Federated States of Micronesia, which is a little island. Pompeii is about a 14-mile by 14-mile island in the middle of the Pacific. 
Um, right. Little island. <laughs> and uh, so our two oldest were with us, wow. and they actually participated. We started a ministry with kids. Uh, by the end, we were ministering to like 120 kids, um, uh, sharing food, sharing games, yeah. and sharing God's Word with them. Uh, and they actually, our older two, were leading some of those ministries, mm-hmm. some of those Bible studies. And so we're, we're working to a point where they're our kiddos are doing the same thing. They're involved. Uh, they're ministering. This is this is something that they're a part of as well. Yeah. So um, you know, you've, we've talked a lot about about God God calling you and you mm. you guys answering that call. Um, you know, what would you say to to someone, or how might you encourage them if if they feel um, you know the prompting right. of the Holy Spirit and right. God um, you know calling them into missions or call, or or calling them into ministry somehow. Right, right. Well, I mean, uh, number one, it's it's say yes. Uh, and that's a message we preach uh, almost every service. Be willing. Uh, what it, wherever God calls you, whether that's next door or whether that's across the seas, just be willing to say yes. Be open. Yeah. Um, and being in the center of God's will, we know it to be true. That's the best place to be. Um, be willing, be open, and uh, let your pastors know, your youth pastor if yeah. you're a teen, yeah. uh, because they want to disciple you. They want to lead you down that path and equip you. Uh, and let the denomination know. They are, like I said, they're making great strides. Uh, they've always done a good job, but they are now doing an excellent job of identifying those who are called and equipping them. They've got some great resources as far as next steps, um, because some people get the call and then they're like, what now? Yeah. <laughs> what do I do now? Yeah. Um, and and there are some great next steps, but all of that then to, to lead back to this simple point, be willing to bloom where you're planted. I love that. Um, be willing to grow. Uh, be willing to, to be Christ where you're at right now. Sometimes we get so future-minded that we forget about the present. Yeah. Um, and what God calls whether you're called to be a missionary or a pastor, maybe you're you're a young person and God's calling you, you've got to be faithful right where you're at. You've got to be obedient to what God is calling you to do now. Yeah. And when you get to that point, God will lead you into those ministries of leadership. Yeah. Um, but you've got to learn how to minister, to follow, uh, to to be a part of what God is doing right where you're at. Yeah. Before you can ever get to that other point, yeah, and I love what you what you you share about um, all the time. It's just you know God. What is what is it? God um, calls or yeah, call, yeah. Uh, what is, well, I, My favorite I quote. You yes, brought it up. Yes, it. Uh, 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 God uh, doesn't call the qualified; yeah. He qualifies the called. Yeah. Um, and and not original to me. Yeah, um, I've heard that before, but yeah. it's just yeah. it's, it's a great good reminder for all it's of great. us. It's great. Yeah, yeah. That God's not necessarily looking for the star athlete. Yeah, He's not necessarily looking for the degree on the wall, the person that can speak the the most eloquently. Yeah. Um, he will call you to do something, and then He will equip you to do that task. Yeah. Um, I think of the disciples. I mean, they were. Every Jewish man had to be in school, in in religious school, um, and those who couldn't cut it did something else. Every one of the disciples had flunked out of religious school. I was just reading about that last week. Yeah. Just a good reminder for us. Yeah, absolutely. And those were the ones that Christ called. Yeah. Yeah. They were willing. Yeah. They were obedient. Mm -hmm. And Christ walked with them. He didn't just say, 
Good luck, guys. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and that's what he does with us. He walks with us every step of the way, yeah. equips us for the ministry, and then he leads us to those places of making impact for him in yeah. the kingdom of God. Yeah. Um, and he, he doesn't leave us alone. Thank goodness. Yeah. Um, I, I am just so thankful that he walks with us every step of the way and helps us to to uh, achieve great things for yeah. him. Yeah, I love that because, you know, I've, I've um, just think back on my own life over the last 12 years and, you know, um, the call to, to worship ministry and Man, if you would have told me on day one that <laughs> that I'd be doing this kind of stuff, right. it just scared me to death. Right. The idea—it's like I'm never going to talk in front of anyone, let alone sing in front of anyone. Mm-hmm. And I think God just kind of had to probably have been laughing. But as as He He has allowed me to take baby steps, right, um, and just trust Him, just be obedient to Him on the next thing. Like you said, bloom where you're planted. Yeah, um, that it's just it's just amazing what He wants to do in you and through you, right, for others. For the kingdom, right? If we're just obedient, yeah, absolutely. Do and sometimes we get uh, our fear maybe takes takes uh, a hold of us. Yeah. Uh, God will call us to do something, and and our minds immediately start running through the what ifs. Uh, what yeah. if I obey? What if this happens? What if they don't respond well? Yeah. Um, and and those what ifs can can paralyze us with fear. Uh, but if we are simply willing. Uh, Samuel, uh, speak, Lord, your servant's hearing. Mm-hmm. Isaiah, yeah. uh, as God says, Who's, who are we going to send? And Isaiah yeah, says, here, I am. here yeah. I am, send me. He puts his hand up if we are willing. Uh, he's never going to give us more than we can handle. Yeah. I, and I've heard that all my life. Um, and, and as a family, we've been through some pretty big challenges. Uh, I was saying oh, I the service imagine, today, yeah. losing our first child. Yeah. Um, you know, going going through thinking about some of the challenges that we have been through um, in our life, and yet God has been, uh, we say, Jamie and I, as deep as the pain was, God's grace and love went even deeper, um, especially as, as we walk through the loss of our child. Um, and that's true, has been true. God is faithful. Yeah. He never has failed me yet, the old song says. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that is so true. He yeah. is faithful. He will never fail us. Yeah. No, that's phenomenal. Well, thank you, Mike, uh, Mike for, for coming on It's been on an today, honor. I've your, enjoyed it. For, for sharing with us, sharing your guys' heart. And yeah, we'll, we'll be praying for, for you Thank you so guys. much. Yeah, thanks for having me. I've I've had a great time, and, and hopefully I'll be back. We can do it again. Yeah, love it. All right. <laughs> Appreciate thanks. it. Thank you.